Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. I heard the familiar zip of Tim's microphone. Yep, I had to put my pants back on. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's why you turn the camera off. If if I ever get a new microphone, you're going to miss it. Well, we just have to clip the audio file and just do it every time you go and come back. Put it in there anyway. That's, mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm not gonna say it. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, Could possibly be what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said I'm not gonna say it. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me, as they always do, are my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And across me, reporting live from Bistro 24, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Listen, the cream chip beef here is fantastic. Is it? Ooh. I've never had it. Uh, I love cream chip beef. Sounds good. Yeah. So good. Glad I didn't move south where I can't get any. Yeah. They don't have chip beef down there? Cream chip beef? No, that sounds like extremely it is, southern. It is very much a north of the Mason-Dixon line thing. Huh. That's sausage yeah. gravy all day. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sure. Sausage gravy. But you know what I had uh, when I was out in Cincinnati? I get for the first time. You guys had get before? What the mm, hell is that? It's like scrapple adjacent. Uh, get it like, out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Get it out of here. Uh, but they put it in like everything. It's supposed to be like a breakfast meat, but they made like a Reuben with it. I had a Reuben with like ostensibly scrapple as the meat instead of like corned beef or turkey. Uh, and it was fine. Did you, did you, get, <laughs> did you have Skyline? Uh, no. Rich. What? Let's, let's think about this for a minute. Do you think that I, somebody who has been chastised numerous times on this show for my, my aversion to melted cheese, would look at Skyline chili and be like... That's the one for me. You don't need melted cheese. It's it's the only thing on the Skyline Chili is melted cheese. Well, it's, you can have it with spaghetti. Wh- what? Yeah, that's, they put their chili over spaghetti. Well, I know they put... Yeah, but they put cheese on top of the chili. Yeah, but it's Rich, do you know cheese. what chili you is? You don't, need, you don't want the cheese. <laughs> Rich. Look, I had it. If you got a cheese... If somebody asked for a cheese steak here for the first time and they were like... Yo, but only put mushrooms on it. Like, or like that. That's the equivalent. My my cousin. This was years ago. My cousin came up from Georgia, uh, and he ordered. He we went to Jim's on South Street. Yes. And he ordered a cheesesteak with American cheese, and I was mm-hmm. like, "You're a moron." 
But I let him go with his thing to like, try it. Like, So what you're saying is I should have just been a moron and got <laughs> Skyline Chili without melted cheese. Yeah, because it still would have been good. But I like Rich's argument here. It's like, you should have done it. You would have been stupid for doing it. What a what a classless <laughs> moron you would have been. A complete tourist. But you should have done it. <laughs> Look, I was a tourist. Like the premise of this show. Yeah. I, oh, wait. <laughs> I had to read It's not going to work, Tim. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not your call. <laughs> I had to read the menu. I was a tourist. <laughs> I, 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 I am aware that I could have asked for the, the it's like, hey, could I have your classic dish, but without the defining ingredient of the dish? I know I could have done that. this wine out of the bottle. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Just have one of your servants get another one. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to that, we got to discuss what we're drinking this episode. In this episode, uh, the folks here... At the uh, the New Jersey uh, location, the New Jersey New Jersey chapter of Brose <laughs> uh, are enjoying Rich Sweeten's wine, which is so I got a bottle of Folinari Pinot Grigio. Uh, I got it because it's got a Griffin on the front of it, and the tasting notes are the passion of Italy in every bottle. Um, I, it's fine. I don't think it's all that great. Honestly, I, I don't think it's terrible. I, it's probably not. I never tried huevos, but probably not huevos. It's level. not huevos. It just has not given me any stomach ache. Yeah, but it's just. I think it's. It's to me. It's like just a normal. It's just a wine. It's. A, it's a white. Like it's nothing. Yeah, it's fine. Spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to disparage Rich Sweeten's taste here. Uh, it's. It's not that good. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is fine. Uh, it. You say it was like a ten dollar bottle, and it's like a healthy bottle. It's yeah, it's a liter. It's a one point five liter, and it was like ten, eleven bucks. Well, it tastes like a value wine, which yeah. again, like if you look, you just want. I want white wine. I don't want to spend a lot for it, and I just want you know what unit cost is going to get me the most of. Then fine, it is fine. Uh, it, it's it's not my not my cup of tea though. What about yeah. you, Sean? Uh, it smells like farts. <laughs> Doesn't it? it? Does not smell good. Yeah, yeah. All three of us like farts, ooh, and all three of us just took a second to go be like, oh yeah, it does smell like farts. Yeah. Uh, oh, God damn it, you're right. It, it just doesn't. Like it doesn't no. smell good. No, now I don't. Now I'm gonna notice it the whole time. <laughs> but it, and it's 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 just a mediocre wine. Yeah, I'll say. Tim, what are you drinking down there? I am still enjoying uh, Apothic Merlot. It's an untamed and unbound Merlot. Sure uh, is. I'm, I'm getting more of that. I, I think I've discovered that jammy taste or style that they were talking about. Uh, there's like that, the, the way the fruit sits on the back end of the flavor does kind of remind me of jam, jam now that I've had a, a, a little more of it. Still delicious. Definitely recommend. Okay. If you like Merlot's. He's rubbing it in at this point. We all have yeah, the fart wine. Also and... does not smell like fart. Hey, that's a, that's a key component that I didn't think I needed to worry about until today. Uh, with so wine, it's it's gonna be a new part of all of our opening. It's just like, does it smell like farts? And if so, <laughs> what kind? Uh, I have in front of me our second round of questions. You guys ready? Uh, before Let's we go. before we start, I want to give a quick live update. Since last episode, I did have somebody sliding into my DMs, and since it is Moneybag Hansons going into my DMs, uh, your rent's gonna be fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's well, it. I'm not yeah. moving. <laughs> I mean, you slid in my DMs. So. Yeah, just uh, scrounge. Uh, reach around your couch cushion and see if you can can uh, scrounge that up, Tim. 
I think he can. Uh, I think I could do or that. Or again, have one of your servants do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. And again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. Our first question comes with a subject line. and It says, what are we, if not flesh bots? Parentheses, that one's rhetorical. Close parentheses. Uh, the question, have you ever thought about how the tingles after your foot, arm, or other appendage falls asleep and wakes up again is really just your brain running diagnostics on why its signal was blocked? And that question comes to us <laughs> from Charlie Brem. So, guys, have you ever thought... In the moment when you've uh, when your foot or arm or, or leg falls asleep, that you're like, oh, it's not actually asleep. It's just my brain running like a vast uh, virus scan security uh, on your on your appendages. Have you ever thought about that? No. Absolutely. Hmm? No. No. All right. So Absolutely Rich says no. Have. Tim says yes. You've thought about that. Why have you yeah. thought about? <laughs> so explain this a little bit. Go on. Give us some more color here. So I absolutely have because like I'm I'm really into machinery, mechanics, electronics, and like figuring out how shit works and why it works. So like your body should be relatively similar, except maybe just like slower. So you 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 lose the feeling because of like cutting off circulation or whatever when it falls asleep. You would think that it's like, oh, the circulation is back, the nerve endings are all there. So like it should just be fine. Why does it do all this weird shit? And it's like, oh, it's my body being like does this work now? Does this work now? How about this one? This one? This one? And just doing it all over that limb. So, like, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense to me. So the only thing I think of is how my arm or, or leg or whatever feels like like a big dopey beanbag chair. And, like, I'm just, like, flopping it around, like, you know, trying to get the feeling out. Like, occasionally, like, if I fall asleep weird and, like, I wake up in the middle of the night my arm's asleep, I'll, like... I'll I'll genuinely like slap it against the mattress, like thinking that that's gonna do anything, uh, <laughs> except for make my arm hurt. Uh, but I'm like, oh, waking it up, waking it up. See, it's asleep. We're gonna wake it up. But like, it just it's working. See, look, it just it just feels it feels like like I'm I'm holding like a big beanbag chair on my arm, and I have to figure out how to like loosen it up a little bit. That's the only thing I think of. Yeah, Sean. I, yeah, I don't uh. I've never thought about it that way. I think it's an interesting way to think about your body. <laughs> to say unhealthy, least. for sure. <laughs> I, I see nothing unhealthy about it. <laughs> it's time to just start thinking we're flesh bots, like like Charlie said. <laughs> um, I've I've never actually like I've I've gotten the pins and, and the tingles, and there was only one time that I've ever actually woken up and like had zero movement ability in my arm because it was asleep so bad uh that i've never it that concept just never comes in ahead like oh well it's so fascinating that it does it this way maybe also because i didn't know that's why it, we got the tingles i mm -hmm. thought it was just because like I, I was losing circulation and now it's all coming back and so you're feeling everything like i didn't realize that it was oh your body's like making sure everything works fine when it can now use the thing that it wasn't able to use are we all going to go back home and try this tonight? Yep. Okay. I, no. no. I'm pretty sure this was inspired from my foot falling asleep <laughs> and me fucking up my ankle. Could have been. Yeah, Tim, a catastrophic injury uh, with your foot falling asleep a couple weeks ago. I mean, no. uh, Rough but, deal. But, yeah, because we, we got to talk to Charlie after that happened, and uh, so I'm pretty sure I may have been the inspiration for this. Question. Yeah, did we talk about this on the show or not? Uh, you fell asleep? We did, yeah. Asleep? Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. just, to, just to reiterate for the listeners, just in case, Tim's foot fell asleep while he was sitting on the john, 
uh, and he, uh, he fell over. He was transferring. I tried to walk on it. Yeah. He was transferring one dollar at a time from bank account to bank account mm-hmm. just to know what it would be one like dollar, to swim in money. One dollar, yeah. two dollar. I, I was I was in the TikTok wormhole. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> yep. I'm glad. I thought, I thought I thought there was gonna be that more was, to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was waiting for a response. I was like, oh, I got nothing. That was the end of it. Yeah, well, I just, I just, TikTok. Yeah, man, that's something I know a whole <clears throat> lot about. Anyway, our next question is: uh, How would you explain podcasts to an alien? Well, when four white guys uh, don't feel comfortable opening up to each other in normal conversation, mm-hmm. it's okay if we have microphones in front of us mm-hmm. and alcohol. And alcohol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. More feed for the content mill. No, yeah. Um, when uh, I, somebody I once told, like, I, I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on a podcast. I, I do this. And they're like, oh, I don't really listen to podcasts. I'm like, no, why not? I thought it was just somebody talking to themselves. I'm like, some of them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I listen to my podcast, so I am kind of just talking to myself. <laughs> so. My voice sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to start NPR with the concept famous. of, like, radio shows, because it's, it's a derivation of radio shows in some way. Uh, and so then you start with that, and then you're like, now everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Now everybody can do War of the Worlds if they wanted to. Uh, it, it's. <sighs> yeah, you have to start with radio and then go from there, I think. I, I don't think so. I feel like you could just be like, you know what a conversation is? Mm-hmm. And like, you guys get to discuss things. Yeah. Yeah. I like conversations. They're great for high. Yeah. Cool. Picture a conversation you don't get to take part in. <laughs> and you just listen. Well, that yeah, sounds I guess, dumb. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We make this yeah. an open and uh, open conversation between the four of us and everybody just gets to listen in. Yeah, that sounds dumb. Don't listen to our show. Yeah, <laughs> unfollow us on Instagram and don't listen to the podcast immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you guys can do to not engage. Yeah, uh, Sean, how would you explain podcast to an alien? Um, I don't know. You guys really kind of hit the nail on the head that it's just a conversation that you don't take part in. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, the uh, the facade has been dropped. We're just like, look, guys. <laughs> See, like that, it is true, but it's also not because a lot of the podcasts I listen to are more on on the line of like what Matt was saying with radio plays and 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 theater of the mind, and so I I do listen to a lot of like narrative podcasts, and so it's it's TV without the video, like mm-hmm. so it, radio, yeah. <laughs> so it is either it is either radio or it's a conversation you just don't get to take part in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if you're explaining it to an alien, assuming that they don't have like terrestrial radio or extraterrestrial radio, (laughs) (laughs) everybody don't laugh at that. It wasn't funny. Uh, So, um, but yeah, if if they don't have terrestrial radio, that's the way you explain it. It's like it's a conversation that you don't get to take part in because otherwise it is, in my mind, it's just radio without the barrier of entry. Mm -hmm. Or a book you don't have to read. That's just a movie. But they don't have movies. How do we know? They and, might. What if they, they don't have books? But if they no, don't, they have might TV. yeah, they might have books if either. If they don't have TV, they probably won't have movies. Well, who says? Who? Where, where do we get the no TV thing? But 
I don't know. <laughs> Aliens <laughs> notoriously. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, I'm big not, TV guys. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not TV. <laughs> I'm not totally tracking everything that's going on here, guys. Come on. Yeah. The the aliens are much more prestige TV people than I'm, movie people. I'm thinking about the wings I'm going to order for dinner when we're done here right now. There you go. Yeah. It's a, it, Rich's stomach is firmly in control right now. <laughs> uh, next question: What's a funny thing you believed when you were younger? Go for guts cake. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna try because I think we've had this question relatively recently. I'm gonna go. Let's try to do something different yeah, oh yeah, than yeah. go for guts cake or I, I know because my immediate answer is always like I thought that the blots on the road were mm-hmm. kids who got run over by cars. Yeah. I've said that like five times on this show. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think the previous versions of the question was what was something that someone older than yeah. you lied to you? About? Oh, okay, okay. So okay. not something necessarily funny you believe but we could mm-hmm. have the same answer yeah it's ultimately uh, it's a close relative to that so uh what's a funny thing you believed when you were younger mm. democracy that was would... real <laughs> <laughs> oh no i don't know oh. I, go I was gonna say that i was gonna be tall Ooh, no boy buddy that's even more depressing <laughs> i believed in <laughs> happiness <laughs> yeah I believed in a fair and just society, and everybody just you know, fucks off. Like, oh, come on, not this again. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, something funny you believe okay. when you were younger. So, uh, back when we were younger, I think in the mid, early to mid '90s, we had a hurricane that came over Jersey, and it, uh, the, it came right over like the Cherry Hill area, the Audubon area, and we were in that like the general area of the Audubon Shopping Center is now. Um, and my mom had to run into a store, left me and my brother and sister in the car. We're all old enough to be able to open the windows and everything. So it wasn't like a bad thing. And I remember looking up and my brother looks up, he's like, that, that's the eye of the hurricane. And I started to hide. It's like, what are you doing? I don't want it to see me. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought the eye of the hurricane meant like a literal eye Mm. for the hurricane. Right. And it could see me. I'm coming for you. Tim, what's a funny thing you believe when you were younger? So the only thing that comes to mind is uh, a really fucking weird story and less of a thing I believed in and more of a, I think this thing is funny. Uh, so when I was like real little, like maybe three or four, and I don't know how it started. I just remember that it was a thing. Uh, I used I used to... To, to try and make people laugh and succeed every time, uh, I would essentially hit myself in the nuts repeatedly and just go, Allah, my birdie, Allah, my birdie, Allah, my birdie, like while I'm hitting myself in the nuts. So <laughs> I, I get it. It huh? sounds real fucking weird. It is. <laughs> don't know what the words meant. Don't know where they came from. And don't know how I would repeatedly hit myself in the nuts and it not hurt because I don't think I was pulling my punches. This was a funny thing you believed when you were younger. <laughs> well, that's my point. It's not something I believed. I believed it was funny. Oh, uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. That's because it made other people laugh because they're like, what the fuck is this child doing? Uh, so it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't remember. <laughs> I'm blown away. I don't remember away. why it stopped. I'm just assuming I finally hit a nut and it hurt. Oh, are you just missing the first couple of times and then finally you connected? <laughs> no. Yeah. I- I'm glad to today we don't have Tim walking around at Jorts 2022 punching yeah. his own dick. <laughs> I love my birdie. I love my birdie. Yeah, I love my birdie. <laughs> uh, 
Good, good answer. <laughs> good answer, Tim. Uh, That's the only thing I had. <laughs> yeah. Sean, what's a funny thing you believe when you were younger? Um, do you remember in Pokemon Red and Blue how they said that if you could move the little that car, you'd get a Mew. You'd get a Mew. Yeah. I remember believing that so much in my heart, <laughs> and just like for hours trying to use strength on that car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I did that so many times. Yeah, mm. I was certain that it, I was like, why would everyone lie to me? Yeah. And they did. Because didn't you have to glitch through in order to get there? Because like, you had to you had to die on the SSN mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't leave, and then you could you could use surf later. Yeah. I don't know why why that car was there, but I think it was just supposed to be Team Rocket's car or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, I I remember that. I rem- yeah. Yeah, just this dumb thing that everyone said was true, and I believed them. And I tried my it's like mashing best. B made it easier to catch something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was a a surefire winner for me. Like, like just, 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 just where you hit it at the right exact time, and it's like oh, I locked it in. <laughs> uh, I thought my mom was twenty nine for five years. Oh, I thought my because mom she was, kept telling me. I thought my mom was seventeen for a very long time. Seventeen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, she kept telling me, he's like, oh, you know what it was? Is like, it was when you hit a certain age, you start going backwards, is what my mom told me. And so it was actually not 29 for five years, but it was like she was progressively getting younger. It was like a Benjamin Button situation. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, oh, yeah, my mom's 28. <laughs> she's not 28. She was like 29 when she had me. Uh, <laughs> she's like, look, I have to. And then at some point when I was like eight, she's like, you realize that like her dumb kid had not put it, gotten figured it out on his own. She was like, "Look, I'm not 29 anymore. <laughs> I haven't been 29 for a few years." Uh, it's, yeah. it's funny that it was 29 because I've had multiple conversations at like work when because you never want to ask a woman her age. That's mm-hmm. just uncool. Uh, and you never want to be like, "Oh yeah, she's like old." Yeah. So you always want to flat like there's that tendency to flattery, yeah. flattery, and it's just like oh you don't look a day over twenty eight. It's almost always either twenty eight or twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Those two ages, nothing else. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's always like the the year before. It's like what, how they price stuff at like nine dollars and ninety nine cents. You're like it's only nine bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that it's that thing. Yeah, that's also right. one of the, the the safe workplace jokes you can get away with anytime they like celebrate a milestone for somebody. Like when they're like, oh, he's been here 20 years. And you have to go like, huh, who thought that they let people work at age 15 when they were it's for 20 years? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, look, man, they're, they're 60. It's fine. Like yeah. people, people get old sometimes. We get it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Uh, any other funny things you guys believed when you were younger? Uh, I think, I think for some reason this is in my head. I used to believe that if an actor was in a movie and then in another movie, those movies were the same movies and those characters were the same characters. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I, there, was definitely, there was definitely a period in my life where I was like, oh, it's the same person. It must be yeah, a sequel. Yeah, it's like a sequel. or like It could be the movie that came out two days apart. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a sequel or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. because it's the same actor. The next question is, how long should Christmas decorations stay up? Uh, I think I don't I, I and again I think this was a, a conversation we may have had in the past uh, and I I believe my original answer would be like no later than mid-January but 
my my Christmas decorations when I was a kid were always down by the by New Year's. So. Oh wow. Yeah, my like it was like literally by new by the trash day after New Year's the tree was down and out, and everything that was in the house was back up in the attic or in storage. Outside the house might have been up for a few more days until my dad got to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if recently we've done New Year's as the deadline too. Uh, not because we're like, oh, we got it. Moving on. We're moving on. We're done with Christmas. But like, it's the time that we have off. We have a couple days off. So we're like, that's the time we're going to, you know, get the stuff down, go in the crawl space, take stuff out to the trash, take the tree out to the mm-hmm. curb and all that. Uh, it depends on where you live, though. Uh, so now it's like, you know, New Year's ish. Uh, in my, my home that I lived in for years in Newark, Delaware, it was never. Uh, because we had our Christmas tree up 365 days a year uh, and just decorated it with different things and made it like, oh, it's a Mardi Gras tree. It's a Christmas tree with like Mardi Gras beads on it. So depends. You, you and Sounds Jenna, like a Mardi Gras tree to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you and Jenna got me a Christmas Pikachu wreath that's up all year round because I'm just like, I, I don't know where to put it outside of Christmas time. So yeah. I just hung it and kept it. Just, it's, it's now, now it's a Hanukkah. No, not Hanukkah. Uh, now it's, uh, it's an Arbor Day wreath yeah. and now it's a uh, Cinco de Mayo wreath hey Pikachu Cinco de Mayo uh, hey. Sean when should the Christmas decorations come down um the I think you you have mid-January is a good mm-hmm. is a good cutoff because it's like I think for in general most people are not uh they're judging you less for that than anything else mm-hmm. like I think Christmas decorations come down more slowly than any other decorations like if you have Halloween decorations out past Halloween, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, because you have because so, you have such a quick turnaround from Halloween to Thanksgiving compared to like the next holiday at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's one reason. The other reason is that it, Christmas is much more of a production. Yeah, uh, like it's it's much more of like Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations are you know going from like AAA to the major leagues. Like it's it's a completely it's a much more immersive <laughs> process. Tim. So when should they come down? Yeah, I don't know. Whenever you have enough spoons to do it. <laughs> ah, the spoons thing. Yeah, yeah. Spoons. Having enough spoons. Uh, t- Tim, explain the uh, the spoons thing as far as like your capacity to do things. Uh, I mean, I just know it's a thing. I've never actually listened to a full description. Just picking up on uh, how people have described it in reference to their lives. It's essentially like, I- instead of picturing it as... I have X amount of energy to do the things I need to do today. It's like, well, I only have so many spoons yeah. to do things. The spoons are, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like another way of capacity. Like instead of saying I have 24 hours or like you said, I have yeah. this much energy, you're like, so it's like, but like I can use a big spoon to do a small spoon's task, but I can't do use a small spoon to do a big spoon task. Yeah. It's also like a, a additional thing I've heard recently. It's like, I can kind of sort of understand that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get like a certain number. Of day. I can't do it. It's a certain number a day, and, and like the spoons. I guess I don't know. The big spoon, little spoon thing was a little bit different, but like the spoons to me were just sort of like the symbol. Like you could make it like toothpicks, or you could make it. You know, mm-hmm. like you've you've twelve toothpicks or twelve spoons in a day, and it's like okay, it takes four spoons to get out of bed and go to work, and it takes four spoons to you know do the dishes, and it takes two spoons to you know, get a shower or something like that. But then like at a certain point you're like, Oh, I don't have the, I don't have the spoons to deal with this problem or to deal with, uh, or, or to, to, you know, go do my grocery shopping or something like that, because I already allotted 10 out of 12 spoons for this. It's just, it's, it's a way of, uh, of 
not justifying, but like explaining why it's like, look, you're tired because you did it. You, you, it's assessing what you did in a day. And it's like, it's giving you credit for, for expending energy on stuff that most people would be like, yeah, it's normal day to day stuff, but it takes energy to do it. That's, that's honestly a very interesting concept to me, but also it kind of seems a little overly complicated than just saying, here's everything I did today and why I'm not doing it. It's like, Oh, I spent all my spoons because it's just this and like numbering it mm-hmm. to me. That's a even more energy. And that's a whole spoon in and of itself is right. figuring out the spoons. And so like, why not just say like, well, I did a lot, a lot today. And mm-hmm. like, I was, I was supposed to go have dinner after we got done recording. Uh, we're not at this point because they have tickets to go to the wings game. And they asked me to go. And I was like, I'm going to have a long day. I'm going to be recording Brose. I, I'm not going to want to go to a Winx game after recording Brose. Like, instead of being like, well, it's going to take like 15 spoons to record Brose. Or this hey, I wouldn't necessarily tell other people that. Like, <laughs> it's more of a personal assessment. I, I know. It's just, to me, like, it, like, I understand the concept and I like it. But it's like, personally, even if I'm just keeping it to myself, it feels a little overcomplicated. It also is a tough sell when, when you're telling yourself, like, oh, I spent 11 out of 12 spoons today playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, so much energy and time spent on playing uh, playing video games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar. It's just, if you've ever heard anyone saying, like, I only picture a bucket of water. This is the energy I have for a day. And every time I just pour out a little more of that water, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different approach to it. Yeah, whatever makes it, it easier for you, it does. It. If it doesn't work for you, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Don't use it. Uh, to give a concrete answer, you know what? Based on our answers, I'm just going to give a concrete response to the how long should Christmas decorations be up thing. Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Look, man, get it yeah. down by Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mid- At some point, you're misusing your spoons if you haven't done it by then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. We're, it's always mid, it's mid-January. For a lot of people, you get a three-day weekend out of it. Just get them down by then. I mean, at, some, at some point, you got to start using forks. Like, some, yeah. Just yeah, use so, some of your forks to get those down. Yeah. Historically, Martin Luther King's favorite utensil. Uh, the next question. <laughs> Have you ever gotten super lost and what happened? Uh, so when i was a kid i had to go to the bathroom while we were at home depot and my dad said i'll be right out here and then wasn't and i started walking around home depot and i couldn't find jimbo and i started to cry then an employee found me brought me to the front and then they put on jim jim sweeten we have your son oh yeah yeah. (laughs) and he came and found me he's like i knew that as soon as he found me he's like i'm sorry I am sorry. I knew that was going to happen. I stepped away for a second. <laughs> like I'm like, I, and I was just like, it's okay. It was okay. your fault. <laughs> and I think I, I, I was probably like between like eight and 10 or 11. Like I, I probably wasn't at, I don't know if maybe I was at the age that I still should have been that sad that he went missing. But at the same, I was like, I was just like, I don't know where my dad is. And I was scared because no. I, I was never being one of three and and my mom was generally not working i was never home alone i was never alone so it just it was weird uh hmm i've been lost a lot for sure <laughs> it's a matter of is I'm, I'm sort of like stack ranking them now it's, like where where the worst was it's it's 505 we've been recording this episode for what like a half hour 45 minutes like yeah figure how long will this take <laughs> yeah 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 uh, you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna say it was the time the first time we went to see Cody and cambria live and this was less lost we missed one turn and it set us back two and a half hours 
because we were driving on the PA Turnpike and we missed our exit to get over to Jersey. I think I think it was I want to say it was the Commodore Barry. Basically, the the way it worked out was it was me, uh, our friend Tim Bulger, and my friend Bea, and we were going to pick up my now wife Jenna uh, to go go to the go to this show. We were driving from you know like the Philly suburbs over to South Jersey, and then we we're gonna go the rest of the way to Atlantic City to see this show. And we're on the PA Turnpike and we miss one turn, and it takes us like essentially the rest of the way on the PA turnpike before we can jut into Jersey. Uh, and that was about as lost as we've been because this is pre, this is pre smartphone, at least for us. So we're working off map quest directions, which immediately became useless because we missed one turn. Uh, so we, we out like two days ago. What the, yeah. It's like, oh, come on, man, we've been planning. And like, you know, Bulger's my co-pilot and like, you know, I missed the turn. He missed the turn. Our poor friend Bay is in the back. Just like these two dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so we got there quite late. We missed like the whole opening act, which was fine. Cause I heard they were terrible. Uh, but, uh, but that was probably as lost as we've ever been. What about you guys? I used to get lost on purpose sometimes. Like I would just mm -hmm. go for a drive and be like, I'm just going to go in this direction and I'll figure it out. Uh, and then, so I've been like pretty lost, but then, but then I have my phone. So yep. it's, it ends up, it ends up being okay. But I, there's like, there is a limit to how lost I can be and be comfortable. And then once I hit that, like hit that cut off, mm -hmm. then I'm just like, okay, now it's time to break out the phone and go home. <laughs> yeah. So, so you weren't the most lost today when you didn't make it for an hour no. Okay. He knew where he was lost. going. <laughs> I knew where I was going. It just took me forever. <laughs> uh, when it comes to that, uh, uh, just getting lost, uh, my dad used to do that. And so, like, we'd be going on a road trip or on a vacation. And, like, I remember we went up to Vermont to visit my uncle who lived out there. And I think it was after the Mothman Prophecies movie came out. And I think it was, like, an animate Vermont or something like that. And my, dad, my mom really wanted to go to that town because that's where the movie was filmed or whatever. And she loved it. So we got directions to get there. And event, at one point, we started driving to, like, find the town and still couldn't, even with directions, that my dad was just, like, he said to himself, just going to get lost and just drive around. My grandfather was with us and was like, what? Huh? What? What are you doing? He's like, I'm just going to just drive around and check out the town. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. The mountain people are going to get us. Mm. Boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to just, you don't want to get lost somewhere you don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love my, I love my pop. I yeah. miss him. But like, yeah, it was, it's one of the funniest memories I've had of him. It's like, he's like, oh, no, no, you don't want to get lost the mountain people. <laughs> but it's like, my dad did it all the time. It's just like, all right, you know what? We've got time to kill. We're only like an hour away from where we're going. Let's get lost and see like the, the the area and like maybe find somewhere cool to eat or something like that. Like he, there there were times we would drive like an hour out of the way because he got lost, found a great place to eat, and then we'd start going there on the way to places. Where where did you think the movie was? It was like Adamant Vermont or something like that. The right. uh, the movie was supposed to take place in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and was primarily filmed in various places in Pennsylvania uh, I, outside of Pittsburgh. My mom had in her head adamant Vermont. I have no idea how. What, I believe was she it, adamant about it? <laughs> I, I think so. Oh, I oh. think so. Speaking of Pittsburgh, that's the second lost, most lost we've ever been. Is the first time we went to Pittsburgh for college. My mom 
another another one where we just kept missing the same turn over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, if you miss one turn, uh, you've added a half hour to your drive because there's it's not a grid system in Pittsburgh. They don't do that out there. It's just a bunch of, of sinewy snakes <laughs> going along each other in Pittsburgh to try and navigate around. And so uh, that was immensely frustrating because mom was like, we're just going to have to go to the hotel. And I'm like, I'm not staying in a hotel with you after this. Like, <laughs> I want to go to my college <laughs> and hang out with Sean O'Brien, a person who I know exists already. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Tim, what's the most lost you've ever been? Uh, I can't think of a specific moment, and I can't think of anything that where I've been like st- <coughs> severely lost. That like either I am concerned, or we 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 lost. We had gained like two hours because of some turnpike shenanigans. Uh, it's just kind of a general. Uh, uh, it, when, when Martha is supposed to be giving directions, she's not always good at it. <laughs> so uh especially when she knows that the driver i.e me uh, loves to drive real fast mm-hmm. and i have a lead foot i.e i drive in the very far left lane almost all of the time uh so when you tell me with less than half of a mile oh you need to be all the way in the right lane to take this exit then that doesn't work um but other than that, or it's just like, oh, we were telling a story, and then she'd be like, yeah, so that was our exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nothing. We've never really gotten super lost. We we've had some arguments based on like that, which is, yeah. I mean, I should just not be driving that fast. Is it what one of you needs to meet the other mill? Well, either you have to like lay off the gas a little bit, or she's got to be like, all right, in a mile. I'm going to let go. Tim uh, has just looked off camera and appears to have just realized that his wife, who he is uh, disparaging for poor for poor uh, co-piloting, is in the other room and knows exactly Pro- what he's talking probably about. Probably flipping him off. She just cracked the door open yeah. and is glaring at me. It was hilarious. Yeah, and right as Tim's going like, my wife is not what you would say good at giving directions. <laughs> uh, I'm oh, sorry. That was really funny. Yeah. I had uh, a similar situation where a buddy of mine doesn't know general directions, and we were leaving Magfest, which was at the National Harbor. Uh, it was uh, a later on a Sunday night. We were trying to beat a snowstorm to come home, and my GPS was taking a while to set up because he didn't have a smartphone at the time, so he didn't have GPS. So I was trying to set it up on my phone, and we're on the road getting ready to go, and it's, it comes to like. Well, you got to either go on one route or the other. And he's like, which way do we go? Which way do we go? Your phone's not working. I'm like, dude, just follow north because we're going north. He's like, oh, you know, that makes sense. Like, yeah, we're south of Jersey. We're going north to Jersey. Follow the north route and then we'll go from there. He's like, you're smart, man. I wouldn't have thought of that. What a genius. I'm like, like, what? Well, you're going to go south to Alexandria instead of going north to Baltimore? Mm. Like, I Straight don't know, dude. Straight up Mensa person right there. What's that? Straight up Mensa qualities right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. The next question. What's the best knock-knock joke you know? Knock-knock. Who's there? Banana. Fuck you. <laughs> Sean, what's the best knock-knock joke you know? Knock-knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the king of them all. <laughs> it is. It's really good. No, the the best knock knock joke you know is anyone that you tell to 
to a child under the age of five. Mm -hmm. Because when they tell it back to you immediately, they get it wrong, and it is the cutest thing (laughs) in the world. Yeah. That is the best joke. So you can do the... I tried to do the banana joke to my niece and teach her that. And the first time, I was like, knock, knock, who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. No, Uncle Richie, you're supposed to say who's there. And I'm like, who's there is knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who, who's there? Banana. banana. And, and I, no, Uncle Richie. And I'm like, come on, kid. Just listen. Yeah. Just just go with it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Oh, don't cry. It's just a joke. <laughs> oh! 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 Uh, when I was a kid, I would I would try to circumvent the knock knock joke by somebody would do knock knock, and I'd be like, "We have a doorbell." <laughs> at age eight, and boy, did I think that was funny at age eight uh, to 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 fuck with people's jokes like that. Uh, I don't know. Those those are the, only, the the interrupting cow is the best knock knock joke with it it, really em, is. empirically. <laughs> uh, banana's a close second. I love banana. Uh, I don't know. I, I knock knock jokes sort of falling. I don't know. Knock knock jokes need to have a revival, guys. You know what? Let's start creating new. Falling out of vogue. You guys are really good at puns. Yeah. Just do it. Just go ahead and be funny. Come on. All right. Make a knock knock joke. All right, let's do it now. Uh, Sean, knock knock. Who's there? FBI, open up! <laughs> Is that good? Did I do it? Uh, a, a little bit. It sounds very similar to the office's KGB joke. So maybe maybe uh, rework that a little. I don't know bit. what either of those are. <laughs> what the office or the KGB? Sure. The KGB is the, well, the, K, the KGB I don't know about because I don't want Vlad Putin to be Putin, uh, poisoning my wine. <laughs> true, 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 true. They're going to kill me. <laughs> the only thing I know about the KGB is how great they are. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, any other knock-knock jokes, guys? Knock-knock. Who's there? Who's there? No bell. No bell who? There's no bell. That's why I knocked. Knock-knock. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Tank. Tank who? You're welcome. You, you understand why I don't like puns now? The next question <laughs> is, how long does it take you to get ready to go out? About five minutes. It, it, it depends on, like, if we're going from... Let's say you're meeting friends for dinner. I mean, that that's still, like, am I, am I like, it depends on the day. Because if, like, if I'm meeting friends for dinner after work when I've already showered in the morning, like, on a, a weekday takes me a couple minutes maybe five minutes to just like freshen up and then go but if we're talking about like waking up first thing in the morning and or just not having anything to do all day it's like to shower and to 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 make myself all beautiful probably about a half hour or so Mm -hmm. about 25 minutes to take a shower and get ready Mm -hmm. to go 12 minutes 12 minutes 12 minutes so fast Mm -hmm. Do them a quick shower, uh, get good and dried off. The only part that that takes long is drying my hair, but the, usually I'm just like, you know what, fuck it, it's, it's wet, it's fine. That's, that, yeah. Everybody, everybody's seen water before. We're good. So, uh, so yeah, shower like two, three minutes tops. Uh, getting dressed is probably the longest period of time, and that's like five or so minutes, and then you know four extra minutes for primping. <laughs> Which I don't know. That, that could be just brushing my hair, deodorant, yeah. stuff like that. I'm I'm I've got I've gotten good. I've gotten quick at it. Tim? Five minutes. Five minutes. It's cause Moneybag yeah. M- Moneybag's Hansen over here has air dryers blowing mm. on him 
to yeah. dry himself off after a shower. No, I mean, well, God, it, it takes that. How could it be five minutes? It takes you that long to like wash your hair. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, you're cute and funny. Mm. I like it. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, for the most part, if I'm going out, uh, if I haven't showered that day, I did. That's very unusual. Uh, or I don't smell bad, in which case just be like, yeah, no, I'm clean enough. Throw on some deodorant. Just smell Throw the t-shirt. May as long as it doesn't smell like fart, then you're in. <laughs> well, no, I mean, my t-shirt's in a drawer. They should be clean. Otherwise, they're in the laundry, in which case I don't pull clothes out of the laundry. Mm-hmm. And flip-flops are super quick to put on. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right. See, I, I was, for a while, I was in that, like, oh, I don't smell. I'm fine, but... I've gotten back into the daily shower lately, and I love it. I love it. And so now I have to daily shower. Otherwise, I'm not going to feel it. It does improve my morale substantially as soon as I get out of the shower. You've done The daily shower is a must. I'm just saying, for getting ready, it's not like I'm doing an additional shower to get ready to go out with somebody. Yeah, like, sometimes, if I'm not doing anything until, like, 6, 7 o'clock at night, I'll be honest, I probably won't shower until, like, 5 o'clock. So that's why it's like I include the shower into it, depending on where I'm at. If it's a weekday, I already showered before work. Mm-hmm. If it's a weekend, I might not have showered before the event. Nah. What if you guys are going to a rave? How long does it take? Uh, I just get that Axe body spray all over mm-hmm. and I'm good. <laughs> 30 yeah. seconds. Mine takes... Can and a half. Yeah, that's that's la- that's way too little. Like You need like four cans. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's only three and a half minutes for me because I believe that's the amount of time that the radio edit of Sandstorm takes to listen to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm, mine is Night of Fire that gets me into it. So. Night of Fire. Yeah. Last question. If you had to use a fake name, what fake name would you make up? Matt Casno. It's <laughs> a good fake name. <laughs> no one else has that name. <laughs> Nobody would believe you. Hmm. Yeah, it would make it very hard to like it does make it very hard to like like do something incriminating because you can't be like, oh, that was another Matt Casnell. It's over. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 Casnell, this is pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, what uh, fake name would you make up? Uh, James Oliver. Why James Oliver? I like that one, though. I don't know. Oliver is not generic enough that it would be like, that's eh, very clearly fake. But James is also common enough that it's just like, yeah, that could be possible. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the purpose of the fake name. If you're trying to go undercover or if you're trying to like start a new life or something like that and you don't want people to know about your past, then yeah, James Oliver would probably be pretty good. If you want a good yeah. common name. I mean, if you want to be a uh, an entertainer, you could go with Richard Wood. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could be the racer Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle, yeah. Rip Torn. Torn. Yeah, I love Riptorn, man. Oh boy, uh, Jif Choosy. Jif Choosy. <laughs> Jif Choosy is my fake oh. name. I've been using it in uh, in games for years. Anytime you get to create a player in Madden, Jif Choosy. Uh, <laughs> if you create a general manager, when and then you always get like the fake news updates in Madden when you're doing the franchise mode. It's like general manager Choosy has chosen a strange draft strategy this year. <laughs> Jay Choosy. Uh, yeah, Jeff Choosy's mine. Sean? Mine is Edmund Spencer. Edmund Spencer. It's, Very formal. It's the, uh, he wrote The Fairy Queen. He's an old British poet. 
and I don't I don't know why that name just sticks out in my head, and I always use it when I'm like playing video games. If I don't if it, if the if the character doesn't already have a name mm-hmm. like Link, yeah, then it's always Edmund Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that character's name isn't Zelda? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what? I've been playing. I've been playing. It's not Legend of Zelda. Why aren't you playing as Zelda? Yeah. yeah. Come on now. Because uh. <laughs> we don't. Anytime I visit Sean's Twitter page, the Legend of Zegend always makes me laugh. It's <laughs> his banner on the Twitter page. I don't. I have no idea where it's from. I don't the either. Legend of Zegend. <laughs> it's just like it's so stupid. I love it. Uh, do you guys go with that? Like, if you know that there's like a canon name in mm-hmm. a game or something like that, you always pick the canon name. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. I do mm-hmm. that. For the longest time, I would always use Hawkeye, and I didn't know why. I just thought it sounded like a cool name. Mm. So, like, Final Fantasy VII, I had Hawkeye instead of Cloud. And then I got to Tifa, and I was just like, wow, she's got real big boobs. I'm going to call her Tits. <laughs> and uh, Mom did not like that. No. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're like, why are you 30 years old? Why are you playing video games in my house still? <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, wor- the worst. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> the worst was always the games that didn't have canon names for the characters because you had to then come up with one. And I'm bad at names. Like mm. I, when I'm creating characters for D and D, I'm using name generators. Even for human characters, all right, name generator. Like I'm fucking human. I should know human names. No, I need a name generator because otherwise, my common go-to is like Jebediah or or <laughs> it's some sort of J Jebediah Johnny Jacob uh, uh, Johnson something like that. Like, I always go with a J name. Maybe sometimes I go with Gary, because Gary. Um, Jebediah. Yeah, Jeb- I always <laughs> I always go for a Jebediah. So, legitimately, if I were making a fake name for myself, uh, oh, what's your name? Oh, Jebediah. Why? I, I don't know. It's just, it's a great name. <laughs> it is. We just go with my dude. My dude, yeah. My dude. My dude. My dude. Maybe you're playing an RPG. You're like, my dude has challenged you to a battle. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, uh, over the past couple of years, because Sean, you say my dude a lot, I've come to start, like, in, especially in arguments with people or, like, somebody <laughs> saying something that's, like, just over the top. I'm like, my dude, come on. Like, <laughs> come on, my dude. And somebody even responded to me one time, like, I'm not your dude. <laughs> I'm like, my dude, come on, just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. you are. You, you are can't ever dude. respond with, like, if somebody like in an argument calls you like buddy or dude or my guy or my man, like it, you can't be, like, you can't get mad at the the name or you've lost. Yeah, you've lost at that point because you're like, don't call me buddy. Like, I'm all I'm gonna do is call you buddy yeah. from here on out. Then, <laughs> yeah, person, I already know I've got, I already have got an in with you at this point. Person comes out and says uh, vaccines are fake, my dude. Like science works. Don't call me my dude. Like you, you, you sheep. I'm like mm-hmm. all right, I won. Bye. <laughs> uh, any other fake names? On Halo, I was uh, old lady with a stick for a while, because then when you uh, beat somebody, you kill somebody with a melee attack, it would mm. say, "You got beat down by an old lady with a stick." Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old lady with a stick is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was also a fantasy football name for a while in one of my leagues in college. Was somebody would go with uh, would just call their team your mom, <laughs> and then he's like, "Dude, I got my ass kicked by your mom this week." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. dude I, I've. I don't have a good chance of winning against your mom. Uh, all right. That was the last question. That was it. That's it. That's it. That's Does it. anyone have a closing thought or a take? I do not. Mm-mm. Uh, Tim, do you have one? Uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, it's been a while since I'm we've been to the be house of Hanson. It's, it's gonna be off the cuff because I did not prepare this, but also, uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So recently, there was a uh, unfortunately yet another school shooting. Yes, there was, uh, which is a horrible tragedy uh, that was easily avoidable, mm-hmm. uh, and the parents failed at literally every possible step of the way uh, from what has been revealed as of yet. And the parents are being charged with manslaughter. And a lot of the conversations out there is like, well, that's not the norm. Like, we don't normally go after the parents. And it's like, maybe we fucking should. Mm-hmm. Uh, this instance specifically, the gun was purchased for the kid, seemingly, by the parents. Um, even though the parents held onto the gun in an unlocked location and didn't secure it in any way, shape, or form. And then... When teachers were disturbed by the kid looking up ammo and purchasing ammo and having disturbing images of killing people, parents kind of just said, like, get better at not getting caught. To the kid. Are you fucking Mm. kidding me? Mm. Um, So one, that's horrible. Those parents are fucking terrible. But maybe this is the, the, the argument of prosecutors and legal is saying like this isn't the norm it probably should be mm-hmm. if uh i'd have to look up the specific statistics but there is a non insignificant number of school shootings that if the parents had secured their weapon or the parents didn't have a weapon that child would not have had one so if the root cause is parents being negligent with their weapons and to me that comes across as manslaughter so maybe we should be holding parents accountable for the terrible things that their children have done Mm -hmm. what is the legal impact of that i'm not sure this is more the court of public opinion rather than based in any legal fact or legal standing which is a different conversation to have but uh Everyone's like, well, why are we doing that? It's like, because we probably should have been. Clearly, we have a problem. If we're not going to go with common sense gun laws or other things, which is a also a different conversation, but if we're not going to do anything on that end, this is probably the easier option to get passed in anyone's opinion or the vast majority of opinions. So, uh, yeah. It's interesting Don't take. raise a shithead and be accountable for your as a gun owner. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting take. I don't know if I agree with it, but I think it is a good take. Uh, in, I, I, I just hesitate. It's, it's, it seems like it's adjacent to the, like, we should be able to sue, like, I don't know, uh, Winchester. Right? Is Winchester a gun maker? Winchester, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 we should be able to sue, like, gun makers who, like, you know, if, the, if you produce the gun... It's it's not the exact same thing, but it seems adjacent to the if you if you're the gun manufacturer and your gun is used in a shooting a mass shooting, then you should be held accountable. Like it seems like we're going there when it's just like, look, man, the kid is the one who pulled the trigger. The kid is the one who did bad things. Obviously, the parent is has, has exhibited some negligence. I, I I have some reservation about getting the 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 state more involved in parenting than they already are, but. Also, I think the solution is just the is what we were talking about, which is we've talked about a couple of times on the show, which is the the gun reform. I would I would much rather, uh, you know, make it harder to purchase a gun and have like a waiting period for gun purchases and everything like that. 
then start going to like, okay, you're the parent of this maniac who went and shot up a school. You're going to jail for manslaughter as well. But the the problem yeah. the problem with what you're saying with gun reform making it harder is these parents might be gold star parents that would have gotten a gun whether or not we had the reform and still bought this gun for the kid. The parents are negligent to the fact that they did not take responsibility or try to care for this child's mental health and mental well-being as to why he went on. Well, if, if, if the parent if the parent says to the police, hey, I told the kid not to do this, I told the kid not to do that, and they did it anyway, then then what? But why is... So, so I, guess, I guess my aspect of the take that seems to be getting lost in here is, uh, which is understandable at me essentially fumbling my whole way through it, is it, it's the aspect of this was the parents gun mm -hmm. that the parents were mm -hmm. negligently accountable for. So that's my point. Like if, if, if yes, we, we tried to raise our kid, he's trouble, blah, 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 yada, yada. If that kid goes out and acquires their own weapon in some way that the parents have zero control. over, Right. That's I get that. No, I, I, I understand, understand that part of it. Yeah. But then they are, they are negligently responsible for that attack in a significantly more direct route. I understand. And I, and I agree with you, Matt, the, the idea of like Winchester being sued for that fucking no. Like I no. highly disagree with that. And mm. you, we can have that conversation. Ad that's, that's different. That was more an example. Like it seemed yeah. like it was bleeding yeah. into that, but please. Yeah. But I, I'm specifically talking about like instances where yes, this kid acquired the weapon from their parent. If a child let alone a 15-year-old, is able to access your weapon to do this, then you are a negligent gun owner and you are al almost directly responsible for this. Mm -hmm. it, it's because I believe, and Tim, you might know the laws more than I do, but this is based off of media. Um, if your gun gets stolen or lost and you don't report it stolen or lost and a crime is committed with a gun that is registered to you, you are equally as responsible or you could at least see some fines, potential jail time as the person who actually committed the crime because it is your weapon that they have come to own. Uh, I don't think that's true, but it's possible. That seems like you would open it up to be like if your gun gets stolen. Well, yeah, and if, then... if your gun gets stolen and you don't report it, like you have to report it. If you don't report your gun having been stolen, you are potentially... I'm, I'm okay. I'll put it this way. I don't know if that's correct. If it is correct, then that's a bullshit law. <laughs> like I, 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 I I'm not going to claim to know about, but it's, it yeah. sounds like that shouldn't be the case. It's uh, not correct. There are no laws uh, requiring you to report a stolen weapon. Okay. I just I I remember I remember seeing a lot about it on like mm -hmm. cop shows and stuff. Not not like cops, but like yeah. Law and Order and 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 maybe other like uh, Monster of the Week type serial shows i mean like, it oh, could you're... easily be a threat that can be made hmm. because that is a common practice in either prosecution or just cops is uh, i'm gonna make a threat that doesn't actually exist but you don't know that so i can do it mm -hmm. which yep. is just shitty policing i think this is also tricky because the care the the parents in this particular story uh do not seem like particularly sympathetic no. characters no uh, and that's always the hardest part. These laws is like if the people are assholes and they seem like assholes, then it's easy to be like throw the book at them. I, I, I just I don't know. Like that that 
maybe it's because I haven't wrapped my head around that idea as like within my my realm of reasonable ideas. I, I have a hard time being like the parents should be should go to jail. May, I don't know. I, maybe there's a fine. Maybe there's a I don't know how, to to whatever extent fines work as a penalty. But like it seems, I don't know. To me, it seems a bridge too far to 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 bring like you know to bring like felony charges against a parent if they like take their kid if a kid like steals the parent's gun and then goes and shoots up a school or shoots up a mall or something like that to be like all right you're the parent you should have taught them better it, i don't know it's because it, it, i can easily see a scenario where the parent says like look i taught them how to do everything and the kid just lost it one day and then broke into my safe took the gun and then 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 parent goes to jail for that too like i don't know yeah, it depends on the the circumstances of how the kid got the gun. Yeah, I mean, and then Tim's I don't know if Tim's like proposing like a bright line law that like yo, if you're the parent and the kid takes your gun, that that's it, like that's the gold standard. Oh, you should I be. I I don't know. To yeah. me, in in some of these stories, it's just like how is there nothing else that is being done? And yeah. maybe that's how we get to a point. It's more the idea. Maybe this is mm-hmm. how we get to a point where we don't have school shootings every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It was like a bargaining chip. Like, look, if you're not going to propose gun reform, then all right, we're going to start prosecuting the parents. Like, we're we're going somewhere else, and that that, that I think is where this ultimately comes in because I think it's it's like this and like the the Winchester thing or like suing the gun owners. It's almost like we are we are because it's happened so frequently and because we're so like tired of hearing the story and we're tired of saying, look, what would make the most sense is closing gun show loopholes or having background checks or, or, you know, having a waiting period for But because we're tired of giving those answers, we're like, you know what? We're going to sue the gun manufacturers. You know what? We're going to throw the parents in jail. Like we're, 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 we're because the, the normal, you know, a to B answer has not been resolved and is not, you know, getting through Congress and whatever, we're going to alternative avenues to solve this problem. And because it is a problem. It, it is, and unfortunately, like, because nothing is being done for it, we, we, we have to. We have to go to alternate avenues. Like, I, I hope... Like, uh, it, we... We shouldn't. We should We, <laughs> we shouldn't. shouldn't, because it's, we're, we're getting into some... We're getting into territory... That's because it's always the unintended consequences thing. Like I, I, I don't. But if if <clears throat> if there's people out there who make these laws are not willing, but to... also they're not. They're, they're, I, I, I probably just cut you off. If if somebody is not willing to listen to common sense gun reform, they're not going to listen to let's throw the parents in jail because the kid because their kid shot up a school. Uh, they're not going to listen to it. I that mean, may, maybe maybe that if they want to use that as a bargaining chip and then move them towards common sense gun reform, maybe. But I I don't think they're, they're not going to listen to that argument either. Well, I mean, negligence is not covered by the Constitution, so it's distinctly possible that that's the route it would go. It would just be based mm-hmm. on something less foundational to our country, even mm-hmm. if it's misinterpreted, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but that's pretty much it. No, it's a, it's a good take. Again, just because I don't, I'm not fully on board with the take does not mean I don't think it's a, a good take, and I think that it's it's... Look, I'm sick of this shit too. It's like, a, it's yeah. a good conversation to have. It's, yes, it's an absolutely. evolving conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather listen to somebody with an idea than somebody who's just like, no, it's fine that uh, that another school went down in in a blaze of gunfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it's, it's it's a tough situation to deal with, a tricky situation to handle, mm-hmm. and because there's some on one side not willing to make any concessions, and then then it, it's unfortunately turning into. Well, we then have to go after other people if 
it's just it sucks all around mm-hmm. like it's just i don't know I, yeah it's hard yeah i think the gun thing's just so ingrained in our culture now that it's going to be mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i saw someone who posted something the other day that was like chicago has had x amount of uh, uh, Chicago uh, has has like harder gun rules than fucking Maine, the state of Maine, mm-hmm. and uh, has more has had more gun issues than the entire state of Maine that has open concealed carry laws and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, because Maine has like four fucking people in it. Um, that's probably something to do with like with it, probably. I also, I also have my ears up anytime somebody is like, well, they, they cite Chicago. Like, yeah. Chicago is the only place where gun crime or any crime happens. Like yeah. that, that, that is a bit of a buzzword at this point. Like, it's like, yo, there are other cities, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Chicago is a bad example anyway, because all of the states that surround Chicago have really lax gun laws. Yeah, he's in Indiana. It's, yeah, it's super, <laughs> and it's super easy to smuggle guns into Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And it's and easy to drive the, there too. It's flat. <laughs> and a lot of yeah, and a lot of the weapons are stolen from states and cities where they have much more lenient gun laws, mm-hmm. i.e., Virginia. Just yeah. saying. Also, by the way, it's it's better for people who in Chicago and big cities to own guns because that's where all the crime is and you actually need it there uh, as opposed to Maine where, you know, so there, like you said, there's no people. It's lots of yeah. open space and yeah. everything like that. Like, I don't I can't think of a single big city in Maine. Like Augusta. <laughs> but how Rockport, big is Augusta? Like Portland. Portland's the biggest one, I think. Yeah. It's either Portland or I think Augusta's the capital of Maine, yeah. right? Yeah, so there's one of those two. So yeah, the bustle, the bustling metropolis of Augusta. <laughs> it's a gigantic lighthouse as its capital, I assume. Uh, Tim, if people want to see any more of your takes on Twitter, where can they find you? Or do you have? Do you have? I should before I close it off. Do you have any other comments on on this, or do you have any other follow-ups? Anyone? Nope, that was it. All right. Uh, where can people find more of your takes on Twitter? At Tim R Hanson. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's S O B. How about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. You can follow me on Twitter at MKaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. On Facebook at Brose podcast. And on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. To, Sh- to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon Vogel's uh, work on Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook and on Etsy.com. Uh, huge thanks to Tess Riley for editing our show. Uh, and our theme music was written by Stephen Siebert. It's a song called When, and you can find his work at the Free Music Archive. All right, plug away, everybody. Rich, what's going on with streaming? What's going on with PodQuest? All that stuff. Twitch.tv slash B underscore Wannas for a video game streaming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from about 7 to 10 o'clock Eastern Time, as well as check out www.one-quest.com for uh, links to our socials as well as links to PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, and bonus action, the tabletop podcast where me and Sean and a bunch of friends play Dungeons and & Dragons. And Sean, when you're not playing D&D, you also throw Frisbees. I throw them at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is OB underscore Disc Golf. I co-host the Taste Fakers Music Podcast. That's Taste Fakers Music Podcast with my brother Alex Casnell, where we take two seemingly unrelated albums from pop music and find a way to link them together. If you thought that we couldn't find a connection between the great, uh, the great 
uh, blues singer Howlin' Wolf, and Captain Beefheart and his magic band. <laughs> Let me tell you, we figured it out, man. Uh, we do that with several artists, whether it's Run the Jewels and System of a Down, whether it's Def Leppard and Andrew W.K., whether it's the Mountain Goats and Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, we find a way to connect those bands together, those albums together. On the Taste Faker Show, we discuss the music, we discuss the artists, we have a damn good time doing it. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and it comes out every other Thursday. Tim. Talk to us about our friends at the Anchor Persons Podcast. Greg and Gene coming in from the West Coast with the hilarious news you didn't know you needed. Uh, if you enjoy our mirthy uh, conversational banter and hilarious puns, even though R- Richie hates them, uh, then you're going to love Greg and Gene. Uh, they're going to bring you the hilarious stories they have found from across the web. Um, what did some guy inject with his blood to make mushrooms grow there? Spanish art restorations, weird fucking sports you've never heard of, but totally want to play as a drinking game this weekend. They've got you covered. There's usually, got... usually a capper on it, but it's a very succinct uh, mm-hmm. s- summary of their show. It's available on all major podcasting platforms. Great friends of the show. I've uh, been, been communicating with these guys for most of this year. Uh, that's a new thing we did this year. Was oh, yeah. uh was cross oh, yeah. promote with the Anchor Persons podcast. Mm-hmm. We did a couple of cross promotions this year, but Anchor Persons, man, they stuck. Yeah, they, they did. did. Oh, they that, did. that's another new thing I've done: having a uh, fan base named named after me. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole ta- fan base of Tim's. The Anchor Persons podcast named their their fan base after Tim Hansen. Oh boy! <laughs> another new thing I've done is found out that the city of Chicago has twice the population of the state of Maine. So it's a big city, <laughs> the five biggest cities in the country, man. Yep. All right. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Moves team. Moves. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. No. One of these days you're going to say yes. No. But it's not today. Not today. Not today.